This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. The four pillars of the swamp. What is impeding the Trump agenda? That's what we'll be discussing on the show today. Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to Exposing Washington, and I am your host, Walker Wildman. Last week, last time we met, last time you listened, I covered episode one of the four pillars of the swamp. And I talked about the first two pillars of the swamp. And that is the legislative branch and the judicial branch. So this weekend, we'll talk about the last two pillars of the swamp. Some might argue, as I mentioned last week, that there are more institutions and more pillars that impede the Trump agenda. But basically, I've summed it down to four pillars. And the last two that we're going to talk about this week are the executive branch and the left-wing talking snake media, as our own Brian Fisher of Focal Point says. But before I get into the show... There are many ways to catch up with the show. The first way is to visit our website, AFR.net. AFR.net, you can catch the podcast there. Also, you can download the podcast on your smart device, on your Android or iPhone. Go to the podcast store, type in Exposing Washington, download the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, at Walker Wildman on Twitter. Lastly, but not leastly, or last but not least, you can email the show, exposingwashington at AFR.net. So the four pillars of the swamp, what is hindering the Trump administration? That's the subject today. The executive branch and left-wing talking snake media, those are the last two pillars that are impeding the Trump agenda, which is an America first agenda, which, as I said, I completely wholeheartedly agree with. So the executive branch, surprisingly, the executive branch is being used or has been used against President Trump, even though he's the commander in chief. And I have example after example of people under the executive branch who ignore the president or who disobey the president because of their ideological drive. The first example, and really a stunning example, and I'm bringing out the history books for this one. This dates back to December of 2017. The Justice Department employee by the name of Sally Yates, at the time she was the Deputy Attorney General, or at least the Acting Deputy Attorney General, Sally Yates, who was appointed under President Obama, she refused to defend and enforce President, Trump, President Trump's travel ban. The travel ban we talked about at the end of the last show, 
that the judge in Washington and a few other judges struck down did these ridiculous nationwide injunctions. But Sally Yates, whose sole job is to defend the laws of our country, including executive orders, she says, ah, no, I don't agree with President Trump. So you know what? I'm just not going to do my job. Well, you know what Sally Sally Yates, President Trump said? He said, you're fired. If you're not going to do your job, you can go to the House. So President Trump fired Sally Yates because she refused to carry out a lawful executive order. And I want to play this clip. This is clip four. This is a CNN report of Sally Yates. And oh, how CNN just glorifies Sally Yates. She's just a hero. No, she's not. She's a traitor. Let's listen to clip four. In an extraordinary move, President Trump firing acting attorney general Sally Yates. Her dismissal coming via hand-delivered letter, only hours after she stood in defiance of the president's travel ban. Yates writing in a letter she is not convinced the executive order is lawful, citing the solemn obligation of the Department of Justice to always seek justice and stand for what is right. We had a Monday night massacre. Sally Yates, a person of great integrity, who follows the law, was fired. The White House attacking the career prosecutor, claiming Yates betrayed the Department of Justice and is weak on borders after she instructed the Justice Department not to defend the president's executive order on immigration and refugees. There you have it. CNN gloating or memorializing Sally Yates as if she's some hero. And then Chuck Schumer, the senator, Senator Chuck Schumer on the Senate floor going, Sally Yates is a great American hero. She stood for the law. No, she didn't. She refused to enforce the law. She's lawless. So you can't make that which is false true. Sally Yates is a lawless individual who didn't deserve to be in the Department of Justice and she deserved to be fired because she refused to carry out lawful executive orders by the president. So shame on Sally Yates and everyone else who came to her defense. She is no innocent lady. She's not. She was an Obama holdover entrenched in the Department of Justice, and she was only there to block President Trump and things that he wanted to do within his legal authority. And, and, and I don't like this whole idea that somehow employees of the government can somehow start to refuse to carry out lawful orders. Since when has that been an option? What if everyone said, well, you know, I just don't agree with what you're saying, Mr. President, so we're just not going to do what you said. No, we can't do that. That's called anarchy. So if you don't like what the president's doing lawfully, if you don't like what the president's lawfully doing, then quit your job or carry out the duties of the pre- uh, that the president has asked you to do. So this whole, will you, ignore, will you ignore an order by the president if you disagree with it? That is a bunch of hogwash. And we cannot start to think that it's okay for federal top-level governmental officials to just ignore orders from their boss. That's not acceptable under a Democratic president or under a Republican. I don't care who you are. If the president, if the boss gives lawful orders, you do it or you go to the House.
Sally Yates, she went to the house. Another story that, that ties right into this is um, is a story about a, an attorney that works for Robert Mueller. His name is Andrew Wiseman. Andrew Wiseman is now working for Robert Mueller and the Department of Justice investigating the so-called Russia collusion, which uh, might I say never happened. And Andrew Wiseman, he emailed Sally Yates like the day after she ignored President Trump's order. And he said, I am so proud of you. Here, I'll just read the email. He said, I am so proud. And in all, thank you so much. (laughs) So Andrew Wiseman, who is now in charge of investigating President Trump for something he didn't do, emailed Sally Yates saying, you're, you know, you're, I'm paraphrasing here, you know, you're great. Thank you so much. You basically are a hero in my books. And that, that, that fella, Andrew Wiseman, is now working with the, the phony Robert Mueller team that's investigating no crime, which is also illegal. You can't investigate that which did not occur. And they've been going on for over a year now, and this is all tying in just great. This is a headline out of Fox News. President Trump blasts the cost of the, quote, Russia hoax after $17 million, million dollar price tag revealed. So this out of Fox News, actually the AP just reported it, that this is as of, as of June of 2018, the Robert Mueller probe, the Russia, quote, investigation, they've spent over $17 million investigating something where they found no crime. President Trump tweeted out, The AP has just reported that the Russian hoax investigation has now cost our government over $17 million and going up fast. No collusion except by the Democrats! Exclamation point by President Trump. That is absolutely stunning. Can I have $17 million, please, to spend on whatever? If you give me $17 million, I guarantee you I'll find a crime. Nope. Robert Mueller and his attorneys... They have found no collusion, and that is one more reason out of a hundred that they should end their phony and unjust investigation. As a matter of fact, I think it would be a great idea if Rod Rosenstein and the 17 or 13 angry Democrats, as President Trump says, that are investigating him on Robert Mueller's team, I think, here's what I think, if they complete this investigation, which I don't think they will, I think they're going to carry it out into eternity, But let's just say Robert Mueller completes the investigation and they find no collusion between President Trump and Russia, which they're not going to find because it's not there. I think Rod Rosenstein, who started this mess by hiring Robert Mueller, and I think Robert Mueller and all of his attorneys should have to pay back the $17 million. And by the time they end it, it's probably going to be $30 million. But nonetheless, if you're going to run this phony investigation into no crime and waste taxpayer dollars, I think you ought to have to pay it back. But that's just my opinion. The next, uh, the next aspect of the executive branch being the third pillar of the swamp is this. Someone in the administration, the Trump administration, they leaked presidential phone calls in the early days of the administration. 
This story dates back to August of 2017. And I'm going to play clip five here. This is the MSNBC report. I'm loving my MSNBC and CNN reports. If you ask me why, I'll say I don't know. But MSNBC reports of leaked phone calls between President Trump and foreign dignitaries. And let's listen. So right before we got on the air for this program, the Washington Post came out publishing two full transcripts, full transcripts of the president's phone calls early in this administration with Prime Minister Turnbull of Australia and Mexican President Peña Nieto. Those calls happened not long after he came into office. So why are we talking about them now? Well, because this gives us a window into President Trump's thinking early on and the way he was having these conversations with these very critical foreign leaders. There you have it, MSNBC host getting all excited that the president's confidential calls are being leaked to the media. Huh, I wonder if this happened under President Obama. Would the media be so happy? No, they would be crying wolf. They would be crying bloody murder. They would be going, oh my goodness, someone, we have a mole within the Obama administration, and he, they're leaking classified and confidential calls between two foreign dignita- dignitaries. We've got to stop this. We must get to the bottom of it. We need an investigation into who the leakers are. No, that's not the case. MSNBC, oh, we have transcripts of President Trump's calls with Mexico and other leaders. Well, might I say that that's a felony? Leaking a call between the President of the United States and foreign leaders without the President's authorization is illegal. But nonetheless, someone within the administration, someone within the executive branch, they were leaking President Trump's phone calls with foreign leaders. This was in the early days of the administration. That is absolutely baffling. The next story of how the executive branch, even under President Trump, has worked against him. His own employees have worked against him. This is from World Net Daily, great news outlet. The headline is, He went, quote, rogue, the real reason President Trump fired Rex Tillerson. And what they're getting into here is how Rex Tillerson, as the Secretary of State, basically worked directly against President Trump and worked to salvage President Obama's legacy. And how I know that? Listen to this from the World Net Daily. This is is straight out of the headline. In the weeks leading up to Tillerson's departure, talking about him being fired a few months back, he had been spearheading efforts to convince European allies to agree to a range of fixes to the Iran nuclear deal that would address Iran's ongoing ballistic missile program and continued nuclear research. While President Trump had prescribed a range of fixes that he viewed as tightening the deal's flaws, Rex Tillerson recently caved to European pressure to walk back these demands and appease Tehran while preserving the deal, according to these sources. So basically, Rex Tillerson is working to worked. He's not working anymore. He was fired from his position, thankfully. But at the time, he was working to salvage all of Obama's legacy, virtually. And you say, well, Walker, I didn't know that. I thought Rex Tillerson was a pretty good appointment. Well, I thought so too at first until he started... Uh, until he uh, got on the job for the first day. 
So he wanted to keep, this is Rex Tillerson, the former Secretary of State. He wanted to keep the Iran deal. He wanted to keep the Paris Climate Accord. And he wanted to keep the Trans-Pacific Partnership. When I say keep, he wanted the U.S. to stay involved in. So as I mentioned, Rex Tillerson, under President Trump's authority, was working directly against the White House to salvage Obama's legacy. So this just shows that even under the Trump administration, the executive branch, or at least some people in it, are working to impede the Trump agenda. That's why the executive branch is the third pillar in the swamp. Another story involving Secretary of State Tillerson. This is from the New York Times dating back to February 1st of 2018, just a couple months ago. And this, the headline is that the White House wants Pentagon to offer more options on North Korea. Basically, the White House wants the Pentagon to offer more military options on North Korea. And all these news stories, uh, many of these sources and, and, and stories, I will post on the podcast page at AFR.net. If you visit AFR.net, right on the top uh, left-hand side, it'll say podcast. Click on podcast and then scroll down a little bit. You'll see Exposing Washington. But on page two of this New York Times story, this is, this is, this is baffling. Directly, I'm reading directly from the New York Times story. After General McMaster left the room, talking about the former national security advisor under President Trump, after General McMaster left the room, Mr. James Mattis, the Secretary of Defense, and Mr. Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, continued to speak, not realizing that other participants were still on the line. The officials familiar with the matter overheard them complaining about a series of meetings that the National Security Council had set up to consider options for North Korea. Signs that Mr. Tillerson said that it was becoming overly aggressive. So basically, Mr. Rex Tillerson, uh, I'm going to start calling him Mr. Uh, Obama legacy salvager, but Rex Tillerson stays on the line with the Secretary of Defense and says, basically, the White House is getting overly aggressive, President Trump's getting overly aggressive, so maybe we need to slow roll these military plans to the president. That's what I concluded from it. So that was Rex Tillerson working, once again, directly against the White House, despite clear direction from President Trump. President Trump said, I want military options on North Korea, and I want them on my desk immediately. Well, the Pentagon and the, and the, the Department of State, they colluded and said, well, maybe we should slow roll this because we don't need to go to war with North Korea, despite President Trump's directive. The fourth and final pillar of the swamp is the left wing or talking snake media. Brian Fisher coined the phrase talking snake media. I call them the left wing media. But they do their fair share of Trump bashing. And this is stating the obvious. But this is from the Media Research Center. Dating back, this, this study was done, let's see, January 1st to February 28th of 2018. Trump, TV versus Trump, this is the headline. 
TV versus Trump in 2018, lots of Russia and 91% negative coverage. Going on here, so far 2018 looks an awful lot like 2017. At least when it comes to the broadcast network's hostile approach to Donald Trump. A media research center analysis of the ABC, CBS, and NBC Evening Newscast in January and February found 10 times more negative comments about, about the president than positive comments and found that the ongoing, I'll put this in, phony Russia investigation once again swamped all of the topics. So Media Research Center 91% of our evening news coverage is negative towards President Trump, despite the fact that I would say 91% of what President Trump is doing is positive. But the media can't see around that. And I, I just got to read this other funny story to you. You'll get a kick out of this. This dates back to 2017. But many of you remember President Trump claimed that the Obama administration wiretapped Trump Tower, are basically spied on Trump Tower. Well, as it turns out, that was true. Our deep state, the national security, the the, um, the CIA and other agencies were spying on President Trump, the FBI included. But CNN put out the headline, basically, CNN calls Trump liar over wiretapping claims. But little did we know that President Trump was correct. The Obama administration was spying on his campaign. They put in a FISA, they put in an application with a secret court in Washington, D.C. to spy on Donald Trump and his associates during the campaign. That is public record, my friends, and no one's disputed it. No one's disputed it. Even the Obama administration. Matter of fact, people in the Obama administration are going... Yeah, we were spying on President Trump. What about it? <laughs> so, I say that to say CNN, a part of the left-wing talking snake media, they claimed that President Trump was lying about the wiretapping claims. What do you know? President Trump was right. And I want to play another clip. This is once again from CNN. Man, I'm giving CNN and MSNBC a hard time today, but I think it'll be all right. This is clip six, Jake Tapper saying, oh, it's illegal to view WikiLeaks documents. Let's listen. Also interesting is remember, it's illegal to possess uh, these stolen documents. It's different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. And in full disclosure, let's take a look at what is in there and what it means. Wow, I cannot help but laugh. Jake Tapper from CNN. Did you even go to college? Did you take a civics course on law? Jake Tapper says, well, you know, y'all, it's, it's illegal to view the WikiLeaks email documents, uh, but, but I'm in the media and, and we can read them. So just let us tell you what's in it. That is, that is such a lie. I can't explain it any other way. I can't just show, well, he's being inaccurate. No, that was a lie. Jake Tapper's trying to intimidate his viewers to believe that viewing documents that WikiLeaks published, and many of you remember, WikiLeaks published a lot of Hillary Clinton emails and DNC emails back in 2016. Well, Jake Tapper there saying, it's illegal for you to view them, but I can view them. What makes you any better than me, Jake Tapper? Nothing. You work for CNN, 
and somehow you have more privilege and, and you can you have more, uh, you know, lawful authority. No. American, the American people can view documents that were released to the public. Now, you get into whether the, doc, whether the documents were legally released to the public. That's a whole other question, and I'm not getting into that. Because documents can be illegally released to the public, but that doesn't criminalize the millions of Amer- Americans who choose to go look at them. So, Jake Tapper is wrong. It is not illegal to view WikiLeaks documents. Because if that was the case then millions of Americans would be in jail. Now, it may be it's illegal for WikiLeaks to have possession of illegally obtained documents, but the American people, nonetheless, can view them. So, I move on. But this is out of the Washington Times to kind of wrap up the show here. This is from the Washington Times. The headline is, Mainstream Media Maligned. Ten examples of blatant bias. I can't go through all ten, but I'll go through a few. And remember, this is the last pillar of the swamp. The mainstream talking snake media. The last pillar of the swamp. The last pillar that is used to impede a Trump agenda. The first example of blatant bias by the media. CNN asked the Democratic National Committee about what questions to ask Mr. Trump in an interview. Yes, CNN reached out to the Democratic National Committee and said, hey, we're going to have President Trump on our news channel, or our fake news channel, as I'd like to say. So what kind of questions do you think we should ask? If that's not corrupt, I don't know what is. The next story is <laughs> deals with CNN again. and I, Folks, I am not intentionally going after CNN, but all the fake news stuff I pull up comes directly from CNN. So you can't blame me. Donna Brazile leaked CNN debate questions to Mrs. Clinton. To Mrs. Clinton. And I'm not making this up either. Donna Brazile, the head of the DNC back during the election, she gave CNN debate questions to Mrs. Clinton. Can you imagine if Fox News leaked debate questions to President Trump, then candidate Trump? The whole world would burn. But, hey, CNN can do it. Let's see, a New York Times author requests quote approval from the Clinton campaign. So the mainstream media, they're running these news stories on Clinton, but they're emailing Clinton's campaign and going, hey, are y'all okay with this, or do you think we should tweak it a little bit? I wonder if they called President Trump's campaign and said, hey, we're running this story, what do you think about it? You want us to tweak it a little bit? The list goes on and on and on, folks. But there are four pillars of the swamp. And they're impeding the Trump agenda. The executive branch, the legislative branch, the judicial branch, and the talking snake media. Those are the four pillars. But the American people can take them all back. And take these institutions back for good. Thanks for listening to Exposing Washington. We'll be back next week. God bless. Be safe.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.